That, really? Some, uh, we're on, we're live, but uh, you know, we can cut out anything we want. Yola so. is our uh, audio engineer. So. I am. I know so. that. Surgeon. Yeah. Surgeon, <laughs> surgeon audio Surgical engineer, precision. whatever. So, so why, do you want to start, Susan? I am horrible at starting. Okay, it looks start. at me like I get paralyzed. You, you want me to start? Three, two, one. I'm horrible at starting. I don't know what to do. You're wasting time, guys. I know. Okay, I'll start. I can start. Three, two, one. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast. The best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. And, and this is Dr. Susan Little. Yay, we're here. <laughs> we're, you know, we're here in Vegas. Yes. And uh, we have a great lineup of uh, guests. And our first guest is a very famous person. Yeah, and, and uh, I am so thrilled to have you on our podcast, Steve, because you have interviewed me many times, and I am so excited that now I get to interview you. I'm a little bit afraid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you and, should be. And Steve has the perfect podcast voice. He does. Mm-hmm. He, you have a voice for radio. Or haven't I heard you say you have a face for radio? Yes. Yeah, I've heard you say yes. that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So tell me about the face for radio. Yes. How um, did that happen? <laughs> How did it happen that I have the face <laughs> yeah, I have? Yeah. <laughs> well, the question might be, how did I go from playing music on the radio, yeah. which I did at one time. Yeah. So last night we were at a restaurant, and it just kicks in. It's like this memory that I cannot help. I heard an Earth, Wind, and Fire song oh. that I used to play on the air, so it's I could September. tell you. That was it. Aww. And I could tell you that that song is three minutes and 51 seconds. Look it up, it is. Uh-huh. And the intro time, they call it the lip in radio, the time in which a DJ can voice over the beginning of the yeah. song. I could tell you how long that is as well. Oh you know, my it's just, gosh. And it just like kicks in, even though it's been more than a few years since I've done that. So it, awesome, was awesome. that like... But before we go there, let's get a little background on Steve. So I played music on the radio and also... I was writing anytime I could. You know, on the radio, you don't work long hours necessarily. So I had time to write part-time. And I was writing part-time, so I'll jump to a radio station after working in suburban radio outside Chicago. And even radio stations in the city, I was somehow hired. I was still in uh, college mm-hmm. at uh, WCFL Radio, classic 50,000-watt station in Chicago. I was there for some period of time. They fired me. No way. And everybody else as they changed format. But for whatever reason, they hired me back yeah. the next day. <laughs> and and I was there still for another year and a half. They fired me again when the format changed. And there I actually, that time I was fired was kind of an interesting story. I, I hadn't yet met the new general manager. Uh-huh. And we were on the 16th floor in Marina City and the CTA, the public transportation mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago was on the 15th floor and part of the 16th floor. And they would go up to go down at the end of the day because you can get any elevator. So the elevator's packed. I'm walking into the elevator with the new general manager, his first day. Yeah. At that point, I introduce myself as the elevator's coming. We walk into the elevator and he says, well, it was so nice to meet you. I understand you've done a lot for the radio station. And it was nice to have had you work here. 
Oh. He fired me in, in the an elevator. elevator. In an elevator. <laughs> Which wow. makes me say, I got the shaft in an elevator. <laughs> That's a whole new meaning to elevator speech. Yes, exactly. Yes. He got the elevator speech yes. down really... Uh, but but they ten seconds. But they hired me back the next day. Oh, I got a raise, which was probably you know ten cents an hour or something. Yeah. And I was back until they finally went all religion, at which point I did not stay for that one. Huh. My name appeared with twelve other names or something. Those of us who are still standing, uh, in a local newspaper column. So I come into work. I see my name in the paper. I realize I'm fired. I'm cleaning out my desk, and uh, the Chicago Tribune calls. And I had been writing for the Tribune. And they said, uh, we'd like you to do an entertainment column covering celebrities when they come to town, which is something I had done, uh-huh. if you remember way back yeah, when. Yeah. So, so I said, sure, can I also write about pets? And he said, about what? I said, pets. And they mm-hmm. said, yeah, whatever. So that's how it began in the Tribune. And it kind of went on from there. Wow. And for 12 years, any story, on the feature side that appeared in the Tribune about companion animals, even zoo animals, was my story. Wow. wow. Very cool. And now you are famous. So how many people listen to your show? Uh, it used to be two. Now it's one. My mom, Dr. Little, doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Thousands and thousands. Yeah, I've different shows. So yeah. there's uh, two national radio shows. I have no idea what the listenership is. It's... In the hundreds of thousands. Wow. And then uh, I'm on WGN Radio in Chicago, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I write a blog, and I do other things. Sometimes contribute to certain books. Indeed. Such as? Yeah, such as uh, The Cat. Yeah. Which is coming out? Yeah, yeah. So um, Is this a plug for her new book? What a little no. bit. Well, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. It has been um, uh, a pleasure to have you contribute to, to, the, to The Cat. Steve has... Uh, written and then updated for the second edition, a really nice chapter on Kitten Kindergarten, which I have to tell you, I really knew very little about until I met you. Really? That's, yeah, I knew, you know, I heard the name, but I really knew very little about like what it was and how it was done um, until I met you, because I know you ran Kitten Kindergarten classes. So can I yeah. tell you a little secret? Y- yeah, mm. you, sure. You, you guys won't tell anyone? No, no we promise. It's no, this, just between sh- us? That's it, that's it. Okay, you know, so... We'll, we'll cut this out. <laughs> no, don't cut oh. it out, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think I have uh, some financial help, corporate help, to finally launch these. And sometimes things oh. happen when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. So... I'm crossing my paws because this will save cats' lives. Oh, it's so important. So tell us yeah, about tell us it a little, little bit, bit because about I, this is the first time I hear ah, about okay. this. Okay. Okay. So I was at I the was, elevator page. I was <laughs> I was teaching or helping to teach at the North American Veterinary Conference Postgraduate Institute mm-hmm. at the time, and a veterinary behaviorist who I know you know, yeah. uh, Dr. Kirsty Sexel, yeah. who is uh, love her. Uh, yeah, me too. Love her. And and she is uh, an underachiever. Boarded oh. in uh, behavior in Europe, Australia, and America. Mm-hmm. I believe the only person on the planet really? that's boarded in three uh, places like that. Yeah, Certainly the only person in behavior. And she happened to be saying, talking about kitten brain development and parenthetically said, these kitty kindies. And I said, these what? I had never heard of them. I mean, this yeah. was 10 years ago, maybe. Uh, and she explained what they are and what they are, are taking kittens of a certain age. They have to be between about eight and 15 or 16 weeks of age. Mm-hmm. So unlike puppy classes, you have a very, very small window here, yeah. in part because of the way kittens are socialized. Yeah. And it's not like a play group like puppy classes are. 
uh, there's some interaction, but usually it's interesting when you take the kittens out, they don't play with one another, they play with objects. Yes. They play with the cat toys mostly, and sometimes interact with people, rarely with one another. And, and at that age when they do, it's all positive. The idea though is, there are so few resources out there for cat owners, mm -hmm. here's a way to, uh, in a positive way, and informational way, talk about cat care. But the other thing, that light bulb that went on for me, is if we can get cats as kittens into the carrier, and it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing, yeah. at such a young age, yeah. and the car ride is positive, and the, I like doing the kitten classes. You can do them in a variety of places, but I love doing them at vet clinics, and then they are positively disposed to, it's, it's wonderful, because yeah. then if the owners keep it up at all, then they have a positive association with the veterinary clinic. And maybe it was a little ahead of its time here because now Cat Friendly Practices is talking this about is true. that. Right. Very, right. very nice fit. And right. I think it's a brilliant concept because it not only reinforces for the, the kitten at a time of life when they're uh, really amenable to that type of thing, but it, it shows the imprintable. owner. Imprintable. Imprint, there you go. Yeah, but it shows the owner that you can get a cat in the carrier, you can, mm -hmm. you know, take Absolutely. them in the car. It's, yep. it's a brilliant idea. And if that happens, veterinary visits go up. And if that happens, cats save lives. I mean, you yeah. guys, you guys are good veterinarians. No, no, I'm wrong. You, you are superb. No, 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 I'm wrong again. You are the best, <laughs> the best that there are, right? But how can you help, uh, Doctor Little? You tell me how you can do this. Help a cat or kitten you're not seeing. Absolutely. You can. And, and that is the huge problem in feline medicine. You know, Steve and I have talked about this a number of times. Easy to see kittens. Easy to see old sick cats. What about everybody else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you, we're going to tackle that. We're going to tackle that in the future. We will. I feel it. Yes. I we feel need it. To I think. It. Well, I think it's being changed now. Mm -hmm. So the talk that I'm giving here, uh, we're at the Western Veterinary yeah. Conference, happens to be about how millennials are actually beginning to change that, and veterinary visits are going up, and what millennials are seeking is the best of veterinary medicine, and that includes cat-friendly practices. So in my view, cat-friendly practices has come along at the perfect time. Yeah, I, I think it has, and we really need to leverage that. And, and that's, you're right, it's probably a brilliant time to kind of relaunch or, or you know, reinvigorate the kitten kindergarten concept. Yeah, so I'm so excited that it's so happening. So Bird Podcast bring you the hottest news there you right go. here. Hot <laughs> off the press. Kitten kindergarten. Yeah. Yes. Amazing, yeah. amazing. The Wind Feline Foundation has been funding cat health studies for 51 years. If you have a cat or have ever treated a cat, nearly everything we know was once funded by this nonprofit, totaling about $6.5 million. From understanding retroviruses, FELV and FIV, to more recently targeting gene defects responsible for HCM in the Ragdoll and Maine Coon breeds. The Wind Feline Foundation Pet Memorial Program offers veterinary professionals an opportunity to reassure clients that their beloved cats have not been forgotten, and those dollars support health studies that benefit the lives of all cats. Contributions totaling $150 or more receive a certificate suitable for framing or display in your clinic. Imagine being able to treat kidney disease more effectively, using stem cell therapy to cure stomatitis, or drugs to treat FIP are actually within grasp. Consider your support in telling your clients about the Wind Feline Foundation and a free newsletter at windfelinefoundation.org. Uh, we didn't talk about the D word yet, but you're not supposed to say it, just as a warning. 
Okay. Because yeah. you, you know what happens? What? So Steve and I have this long-standing, um, let's say, uh, uh, relationship over margaritas. Oh, yes. The margarita. <laughs> you the owe margarita. me one, by the way. And uh, this is, uh, this is you always. You owe me one, too. See, this is, <laughs> this is always what happens because Susan can never remember who owes. Steve always manages to convince me I owe him. Uh-huh. So She does. So here's yeah. the thing. If you say the D word, and this is not you know just for you. We do this with everybody. Yeah. Um, you owe us a drink. Yes. And it'll be a margarita. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, but we're, if we're I don't. Track. Hold on here. No, but if no, I don't, no, it's, then it's a I receive a <laughs> margarita. In fact, I receive two. Sorry. There's two hosts of the show here. Sorry, Steve. This is a one-way it's a one-way elevator. It's not yeah. the contract so. I signed. <laughs> okay, we'll have to so see how it, this one it, works it's out. It's great to have you on board uh, with the Per Podcast. And, and one of the reasons that we want to have you here is talk a little bit about the Wind Foundation. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, you so know. I, I, I had a cat named Ricky. And uh, can I talk about that cat yes, for a of moment? Course. Yeah, so, you have so, to. Yeah. So uh, back in the day, before you, this was before YouTube. Ricky would have been a YouTube star, Absolutely. I'm sure. Of course. So I had this fairly social, at that's that point. The, as a matter of fact, that's what I say about myself. You know, <laughs> if YouTube would be there when I was young, I would have been a YouTube star. Awesome. So thank you, Steve, for putting <laughs> Clearly. I so much better. I thought he was going to say what I say about myself is that I'm fairly social. <laughs> so so uh, clearly, you can now be a YouTube star. In fact, you can see... This are parts of this on YouTube, oh, right? Oh, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, we have to point, point it out. So, uh, before we go back to Ricky, mm-hmm. is we will have the 60 second cat bites on our YouTube channel. Cat and bites. one of our first victims of the cat bite <laughs> is Steve himself. So, he has 60 seconds to explain whatever we talked about here on our YouTube channel. So, check it out. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we we have a cat named, uh, at that point a kitten, Devin Rex, uh-huh. named Ricky. Ricky. And uh, our dog, Is one of our... Ricky? Oh, shoot. See how yes. easy it is? <laughs> yes. Shoot. See how easy okay. it is? I think he owes us one. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, just well, <laughs> not every time I mention it, that wasn't the deal. It Keep, no. Keep okay. going. Steve. <laughs> so our uh, other pet with four legs... This is humiliating. Our other pet with four legs was uh, doing animal assisted therapy at the time uh, with my wife Robin at the Rehab Institute of Chicago, which is a very famous place. And one of the things our miniature Australian shepherd, that's what I should have said in the first place. Well done. Yes. Um, One of the things that she did was with little tricks. And my wife came home and said, I need more tricks. And I thought, hmm. So I went to a, a Toys R Us or something and got a little kid's piano. And I begin the process of clicker training our little uh, Australian, miniature Australian uh-huh. shepherd yeah. to play the piano. And I began the, I mean, I clicked and she lifted her paw up a little more and a little more, a little mm-hmm. more, and things are going along okay. I thought I closed the door all the way to the room I was in and I didn't. We're and getting to Ricky at a certain point, don't we? And in walks Ricky, Ricky, Ricky the cat. Oh. And Ricky looks at me, looks at the dog, oh. and goes, Two. Ping, ping, <laughs> ping. <laughs> Ricky shows the D. I, never mind that. How to do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, begins to play. This, so I thought, oh my gosh, I've got a prodigy here. I know. 
So being somewhat social, so social that I think there was actually some separation distress going on. So when we would all together as a family (laughs) leave the house, then on the other side of the door, our neighbors would actually hear Ricky complain about Uh. that. So I thought, okay, I could take Ricky. I leash and harness trained Mm -hmm. uh, our cat. Mm-hmm. And our our cat Ricky would go out and about with us, and I thought, hmm. So eventually, we went to Petco, PetSmart, those sorts of places, mm-hmm. and did piano recitals. And then the TV stations picked up on it, mm-hmm. and uh, we became sort of television stars. And over a course of time, uh, we even heard from David Letterman at that time. I mean, at that time, people didn't think, and there's still plenty who don't. Yeah, that cats can't. Do anything yeah, like yeah. that, Can't you know? Can't do any tricks or and, entertainment. And, and, yeah. and, right, and you wouldn't take them out in public because, yeah. I mean, it was all the misconceptions people had about cats. What was more, I still have some of the video of us at one of the pet stores. And and what's interesting to me is not the ping, 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 ping our cat was doing on the piano. Mm-hmm. It's looking at the people looking at the cat because they're like astounded. We had one guy who was like waving his hand over the cat like, like, looking for wires mm. and actually thought this was a puppet yeah. because a cat cannot do these things yeah. uh, and eventually and is there historical material available for us to fact check some this, uh... oh, <laughs> yes actually there I, is I, I will vouch for it no yes. there, there truly is there's video you know yeah. I mean we didn't record I mean it was we didn't when you're in it you don't yeah. think of saving things mm. and the things you save them, you can't even watch in a format today, you know. But we've got stuff, and you could Google mm. even this. Awesome. So, so one day we go to the veterinarian, and uh, the veterinarian begins the exam, and uh, I saw the look on her face. And uh, it's when she had the stethoscope over Ricky's heart. Mm. She heard a murmur, went to see the veterinary cardiologist. It turns out to be hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Mm. Ricky lived about three and a half, at that point, three and a half more years passed away suddenly just died suddenly as these cats will yeah, yeah will yeah. will do so that is when i thought i need to do something about it when i learned how prevalent a heart disease is in cats it mm-hmm. is not uncommon in yeah. fact it may be for indoor cats only the number one cause of death for of cats sudden death. that's yeah, not yeah, trauma well, right? not, well it yeah. is the number one cause of sudden death yeah but it may be the number one cause of death between the age of about two and five or six or seven yep. in all cats yep. that are indoor-only cats. Yep. And I thought, something's got to be done about mm-hmm. this. So that's when I went to uh, the Morris Animal Foundation. I went to the Winfield Land Foundation. I said, first come, first serve. I want to begin a fund to support studies for this. Uh, when answered in about five minutes. Because, let's just stop from because yeah, at yeah. that time, we knew very little about it. We didn't know how to treat it. We, we didn't know if it was inherited. We, we knew hardly anything at that time. Right. So uh, that is how I got involved with the Wooden Feline Foundation. I think you were on the board at that point. Yeah, I was on the board at that time. And, and I, met, I met you like in, in that moment, right, um, when the Ricky Fund was getting established. Yeah. And it was just, and I'm so proud of Wynn for, you know, taking up the idea. Um, and well, and you so, were a part of that. And we've raised hundreds yeah, of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, so tell and continue us, to. Tell us a little bit about so the of the research that Wynn was able to fund through the Ricky Fund. Tell us some of the things that have come out of that. So one of the things that came out of it you described already, simply a better understanding of what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't cure something you don't completely understand. And I would argue it's not completely completely still, understood yeah. still. But it's a we have a better handle on understanding it. 
Also, now we know which, or we think we know, which cat breeds are most involved in this. Mm. Uh, also that it can be, so it could be certain breeds. It can be breed specific. It could be familial, different families of cats of yeah. any breed or any mix that this disease runs in. Or spontaneously, it can happen for reasons unknown mm -hmm. to individual to, cats. To any cat. Yeah, domestic short hair. I mean, yeah. any cat, any time, it doesn't matter. So that's one thing we learned. And another thing that this research helped with is now there are two breeds where a gene defect can be identified with an inexpensive, that's important for breeders, inexpensive cheek swap test that's easy to do. It's not like a 100% test, but it's, it's helpful. It's pretty good. Yeah, and, and as a result, we're seeing in Maine Coon cats and ragdolls uh, less cardiomyopathy mm -hmm. today, which is amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because you do need a test, right? Yes. And uh, we're, for these and inherited we're, diseases. And we're still raising money for it. And, and I think it's really good to hear about this because it's difficult to raise money for cat projects in yes. general. And so Win is one of the few only. instances. It's maybe the, the only, only one, one that, on, in the world that I know of that exists solely to raise money for cat health studies. Yeah, so we had uh, Kate on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Katie Tolbert. And, mm -hmm. and, and so Katie was talking about the fact that she loved wind because they stimulate her to do research in cats. And, and, and she said how difficult it was to find money except mm. through wind. Mm -hmm. Sadly, that's true. Mm. You know, for cats, mm -hmm. you know, for dogs, it's, oh gosh. For those other species, <laughs> not that we're counting how many not times I've said that. It's, yes, it's, good. it's, it's easier. Uh, and even for llamas it seems easier oh. at times than, yeah. than really? it is for cats yeah i don't get Llama it yeah, yeah but i know why yeah, yeah so this is the end of uh, the first podcast with steve steve thank you so much this has been amazing my pleasure oh you know it, it, you're so easy to to talk to uh I, and i've known you for a long time so so i just knew that uh, sitting down and chatting with you the time would go by you know in like, like in a crazy. minute crazy yeah yeah, and so just... you just heard her say that I'm easy. Uh, okay, yeah, let's. <laughs> well, you don't want to you know, go there. No, let's let's, let's put <laughs> a definition in of yeah. easy. So yeah. the one way Steve is not easy is me trying to get a drink out of him because it's usually <laughs> that would be true. Now it is. That would be so, true. Okay. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right yeah. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. We'll, thank we'll you. Have to have you back, Steve. Thank Absolutely. you. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at perpodcast. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at Cat Vet Susan. Dr. Yerla Kirpenstein is a diplomat of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. 
He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at G-V-E-T-S-X. 